Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode 230 of Geekscape. I'm Jonathan Lennon over here on the left. If you're a video watcher, and I also sound like this if you're an audio listener. Uh, this is your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast. Aww. And uh, every week I like to sit down with a co-host. Bad news, bibs. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> this week is no strangers. Uh, this guy's no stranger to you guys. Nor William, is the week. William, William Bibiani. Uh, Hi. Who. I guess started out with Geekscape. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And now what are you up to? Oh, God. I got a girlfriend. I'm drinking a Coke. Woo! All right. Uh, All right. All in yeah. one day. Yeah. No, I'm uh, a... So, hill from here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, uh, no, I moved on. I've, I've, I, I mostly work for Crave Online now. I'm the editor of their film section. have my own podcast over there. And uh, we got a new web series coming out over there, too. So oh, really? What's fun. this web series? Can you, how much, uh, what can I, you tell us? I, what can you tell us about this new web series? I don't know it's going to yet. Hopefully within the next couple of weeks. And it's, it's an action series. series? It's a comedy series. Oh. Uh, sorry. I know you want to see me jumping <laughs> up. I want to see you. I just want to see you swinging a sword. <laughs> Swinging a sword in a web series. It's called Bus Pirates. Yeah, yeah, you're um, right. I get to decapitate bitches. What it's you fun. first came on the show yeah, to promote. Yeah, literally the first thing. God, and I memories. loved it. Memories. Remember that time when we used to do things? things <laughs> Except talk. Remember, remember when we used to do things rather than just talk about things? <laughs> no. You uh, had less hair then. That's true. Well, I, I, and and more. Oh. He's got the. He's fucking rocking yeah. the ponytail. I know. I'm like. I'm such a badass. But no, we got a, got a comedy web series called uh, Trailer Hitch, where we, make, where we make fun of new movie trailers, and that should be coming out hopefully in two weeks, but I can't really say for certain we don't have a date set. Okay, and, yeah. and who, who is this we? Uh, it's, it's me and Geekscape's own Whitney Seibold. All right, look at that shit right there. So, uh, so be on the lookout. Be Spreading the lookout. like the plague, this Geekscape thing. Of course, now I jinxed it. Now it's not going to premiere at all. You fucked mm. me for the last time, Jonathan. No, I haven't. And not the first. <laughs> and not the first. No, I, no, I haven't. I'm in the Geekscape with this. I'm in the Comic-Con with you and shared a bed. Uh, do, do you miss the sharing the bed? <laughs> that kind of stuff? Do you miss Ever. the Comic-Cons with Geekscape? Because this past Comic-Con, you had fun, right? Like, uh, no, fun I had no the... fun whatsoever. Okay, what, 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 what did... no, he got Hall H. I yeah. got Hall H this yeah. year. Someone had to do it. And unfortunately for me, I'm reliable. So uh, yeah. I had to... I was, I was, I was like live podcasting or everything. That everything happened in Hall H. And it was kind of hell. Right. It, wasn't, it wasn't, but you know what, you know, when you do what we do, you know, you have a website, whatever, you're at Comic-Con to work, you know, you're working, you're yeah. promoting your comic books, yeah, you're promoting yeah, your yeah, website, yeah. I was working, I had to report on the news, it wasn't the most fun time I've ever had there, what are you gonna do? It just fucking sings like hell, just sitting in Hall H with, like, tweeting. Yeah, I had to sit through, uh, uh Twilight. 
So you're not, are you gonna? Ha- I mean, you have to watch this Twilight movie that's gonna come no, out. No, right? I don't like, actually have to. No. How do you get out of that one? Aren't well, you the movie he, guy? We are. I am the movie guy. Uh, I suppose I might end up going to see it, but um, you know, there are certain demographics that we don't really cater to. They didn't send me to Sarah Jessica Parker's latest opus. That's the kind of shit that I see. How does that you- she do it? Yeah, that's I don't the, know how she does it. That's the kind of thing that you go back and do, though. Like, I see you do, being like, you know what? I'm going to cover yeah. every movie, the worst movies of yeah, all. Yeah, and I, you go I, back I and see that. I don't have to, is, is my point. So I may or may not. So you're doing, it, thing. you're doing it, like, yeah. voluntarily? Sometimes. You saw the, what was the one where with uh, Jennifer Aniston and... No. What was the one? No, no, no. <laughs> you know, just no. Horrible uh, bosses. No, 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 no. no that, uh, that one I liked. But I was thinking positively. No, no. I, I was thinking about the one with the bounty hunter. The bounty, the bounty hunter. Yeah, that was that was for a different side. That was okay. Different. That was, okay. That was for the California Literary Review. I was trying to catch up on all these bad movies, and then I felt, you know, a lot of times people see a bad movie and they'll say, "Well, that was bad," and you just sort of write it off. And I'm like, "No, let's fucking figure out how this went wrong." Mm-hmm. You know? Because yeah, okay, it's Jennifer Aniston, Gerard Butler. Oh, how are they going to end up together? They're so mismatched. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I want to, I, wanna, I just want to. What? Yeah. Are you in an okay? I'm actually a little sick today. I'm, I'm totally out of it. So, so Gilmore, I'm just going to warn you now. Brian Gilmore, say hi to the audience. Gilmore, Gilmore I get sick just thinking about it. Uh, Matt Kelly, say hi to the so audience. Said, hey. Uh, that's Matt Kelly, uh, Bastion of Excitement. Uh, Bibbs and I'm trying I, to get up my enthusiasm. What, what happened? I'm just trying to get up my enthusiasm to be on your show. That's all right. Ugh, it's good to have a thespian here. Uh, <laughs> hey, that was a, hey, I was in college when I was a thespian. Okay, it was a phase. Would you ever now. go back to thespianizing? Um, probably not much. What? I mean, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little. I mean, it would depend on for who or what the job was. Okay. You know, Let's if you wanted me to be in your 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 stuff, home porno movies, and yeah. Get the dogs in here. Just get the dogs in here. No. That's a G-rated. Um, I don't know. G where, for God! Where do we go? Where do we go wrong? Um, okay, guys. Uh, we are going to give you a movie review. This week. episode ever. This week, Bibiani and I went to see Real Steel. This is, who's the director? Sean Levy? Sean Levy. Who did Night of the Museum. He did Cheaper by the Dozen. He did the Pink Panther remake. And now he he's got this. Date Night. Now he's got this movie, Real Steel. It's got yeah. Hugh Jackman as an ex-boxer who only works as a guy who fights controlled robots. In, yeah. And, basically he, and he's he play, not doing too he plays, well. He basically, he plays live-action robot street fighter for audiences. Right. And, yeah. um, and it takes place about 20 years in the future, 30 yeah, years in the future, something like that. Very close. Very recognizable. They're vague about the it. Cars. And he's down on his luck. His boxing days are way behind him. His robot boxing days seem to be almost behind him. Yeah. And he owes a ton of people a bunch of money, and he's kind of yeah. doing county fairs uh, for cash. And... He's struck out one last time and two last times. Actually. Well, and then he yeah. discovers that he has a kid, yeah. and the mother of the kid. No, he knew he had is, a kid. He just abandoned oh, right, right. his kid. He's he, actually he, a total douchebag. He finds out that the kid's mother's died. Yeah, Conve- Okay, here's what here's yeah, what happens. He, so he, he's down on his luck. He's just lost a shit ton of money uh, in this you know robot fight with a bull, right. which would which would qualify as horrific animal cruelty if the robot had won. And so if he, it's kind well, of weird if, to begin if, the movie that way. And if he just paid attention, I think he would have yeah. won. Yeah, yeah. This guy is this guy is just sabotaging himself. He over he over, overextends his bets. He doesn't pay attention. Whatever. He's coasting on life. Anyway, so he had a girlfriend. His girlfriend had a kid. He abandoned the kid. Didn't see him for like twelve years. Then luckily his his ex girlfriend dies, and this kid wants to be uh. 
it, this, he's, he's like, like will to him. What was it? Uh, no, he, no, he's well, not. he's the next. He's he, the next. He's, he's the next kin. of kin. He's gonna. Yeah. He he automatically has custody of the kid. He doesn't want custody of the kid. So what happens is he sells custody of the kid to the kid's aunt and uncle who actually want to adopt him. And have money. And have money. Which and he, he says, loves. listen, I'll, I'll do it, but you got to give me some cash. And the, the uncle says, yeah, fine. But I don't even want this kid around all summer. So you got to take care of him for like three months. Right. Uh, so already it's just kind of a douche. Movie. He's an awful human being. Awful human beings. And, you know, and I think that's, it starts it off on a good note because this could have been the uh, awful, sappy, saccharine mess. Mm-hmm. You know, this could have been like, oh, boxing. I am not articulate today. No, well, I think what you're trying to say is yes. it could have been a guy who's really down on his luck. He's yeah. unlikable, and then he turns into somebody who just finds the joy in life and yeah. reconnects. Or even, with his kid. or even vice versa. He could have just been nice all the way through, right. and he, the, the idea would be like, oh, well, we want him to succeed. And too often people start the movie off too far into the story. Here they start him off where he's a dick. He's a total right. dick. And, and he's not shy about it. He's not shy about it. He's a total asshole. He bitches at his kids. He forces him to eat burritos. But lucky for him, his kid is into these robot fighting. Yeah. And, and As indeed you, too, would be if it was real. If, it was real. if you were a 12-year-old kid, yeah. you'd be all well, about I, this. If I was a 12-year-old kid and I saw this movie, I'd be, uh, be like, dude! Robots! Right. Want to have all the toys? Want to play the video game even though it will inevitably suck? <laughs> well, I mean, that being said, the, yeah. I, we enjoyed the movie. I love the movie. You love the movie. I, I thought it. I really liked it. Yeah, um, but I, I was it, scared that it was going to fall into that oh, it saccharine. Looked, it looked awful. Type Sean, of shit. Look, Everybody says it's going to be no, awful. No one was the best Sean Levy movie I've ever seen is Pink Panther, and that says a lot. Right. All right. That's like that's not even a good movie. But uh, yeah, so I I went in there expecting nothing. It looked like a stupid idea. Uh, it has like a little kid as one of the main characters, and that's always death. I don't even remember Legend of Zorro. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I we're gonna, do, I we're gonna do, watch it. We're gonna well, do a sequel to the. Ma- I, I saw like the first thirty minutes, right. and uh, yeah, we're gonna do like a sequel to the Mask of Zorro. This great, you know, actually very fun action movie with Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta Jones and Antonio Hopkins. And um, you have to say Antonio. Antonio Hopkins. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he's, yeah. he's Spanish. And uh, but yeah, <laughs> and then we're gonna add a kid to add like youth appeal. Yeah. yeah and the kid's just bouncing around They're like just a fucking annoying. Yeah, like like a fucking hyper adrenalized maniac. My puppy's gonna do. From the trailer, <laughs> that's what they thought would sell the film. <laughs> Real Steel isn't like that. I like the kid. The kid's kind of a dick too. Right. Um, you know, the, you, you like the characters because they're vaguely believable. It had a nice '80s sensibility. You know, in the '80s they weren't afraid to make family movies not homogenized. Right. You know, they were made for cool so, people. Yeah, this one like even this has yeah. bits of racism in it. A little bit of racism. <laughs> a little bit of the, pleasing the, racism. The, the, Jap- the cool. Japanese <laughs> character, the redneck character, yeah, and well, the black character. The Japanese character isn't that bad. He's the bad guy. Yeah, he could be. He could be that like basically stereotypical the evil Russian woman. The, the evil the Russian, Russian woman. woman. Yeah, sure, fine. Listen, this is this is an American movie. All right, <laughs> this is for America. You uh, like it? You can get it out. Uh, <laughs> what I liked about it, it what surprised me about it, is that it, it it literally does hit every beat you think it's going to hit. It yeah. is very conventional. Yeah, it, At the same time. Listen, it's a fun movie. Listen, genre tropes are genre tropes for a reason because they work. The problem is when people phone them in. Right. You know, when they throw them in because that's just what's supposed to happen in the movie. Real Steel sells each one of those genre tropes. The big fight matters because it seems unwinnable. Right. You know, so even though it's a cliche, you, you, you're really you're really down for it. Um, so yeah, the, the the kid's relationship with his dad, you you buy it because they bother setting them up as antagonistic towards each other. Um, so yeah, it, it it works great. It's a big honking. Glop of cliches, but they all work, so who gives a shit? <laughs>
Right. It's a really fun the movie. Two best things in that movie, though. What are the okay. two best things in the movie? The Matt? zoo. Yeah. The zoo scene with the with the crazy fucking badass backwards and the rednecks. Extras. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of the extras were just. Could you imagine being an extra in this movie yeah. and you have to cheer for a fig, like a, a robot? I mean, it's all it's all CGI robots. Mostly, I think I think they built a few of them just for like regular standing right. down scenes. But yeah. But could you imagine being like it's like the future and you're hanging out like a like a like a industrial complex that's been yeah. shut down and now they just have illegal robot fights and your job as an extra that day is to be like yeah come on all right how and, is that and you wear like leather and stuff like that how is that different I'm from every totally other fucking how is that different from every other movie when you're going to do footage of the extras screaming and you're not going to bother putting the fight on for them no, I'm just the best it, thing like, about it is I'm like these extras spend it. all this money on beer just to spill it everywhere with their excitement <laughs> of these fights <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the extras are going above it I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Imagine those movies you just referenced that yeah. it's similar to. Yeah. These extras go above and beyond. <laughs> they earn their paycheck. What's the matter with you? What What do you have against extras? Because you got to work. You're anti-union. Because you you got to work in like the uh, you got to work in like the. I guess when you're fighting robots, you started as like undercards, like the weird like underground circuit. Yeah. Right. And there, and there's nothing but hillbillies drinking beer and hanging out watching like robots boxing. fight. I thought that shit was so hilarious. I don't know if that's true or not. I just assumed. <laughs> or wrestling. I, I, yeah, or wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. 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 Matt Kelly and I had just a Just like in time. wrestling. You know, you start off doing like a bunch of shitty fights like in the wrestler, <laughs> and then eventually you, you become get president. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Kelly and I... Uh, I don't know how that... We, I assume that's true. We kept watching this movie, and, you know, there's a giant <laughs> robot fighting. We kept looking at the extras. Because the extras would be like some guy with his face tattooed would be like... <laughs> you know, any movie set in the future, you can always tell, like, how much thought went into it because of the extras. Right. Because, you know, you look at Blade Runner, everyone's walking around with, like, you know, umbrellas <laughs> made from fluorescent lights and shit. It's just, like, it's the, that attention to detail and also how far into the future it is and whether they think all the clothing is going to change, like, in the fifth element... And here it's just like, so douchebags are still around. <laughs> okay, cool. I buy that. That seems like a believable future I, to me. I actually like, Sean Levy did explain that when he was designing the film, he wanted it to be in the year 2020. Yeah. And his, his explanation was like, if you look at eight years ago, our cell phones look completely different, but a diner still looks the same. Yeah. And that's the world yeah. that he created. Yeah, all the right? stuff that would be really expensive to, to switch over looks the same. I mean, even cars. The majority the cars of every car similar. you see on the street now are from like at least five years ago. Mm -hmm. So everything's fairly recognizable, and I like that vision of the future as opposed to the you know, minority report. In 20 years, there's going to be fucking magnetic freeways all over the fucking country. <laughs> yeah, right. And right. I, say, yeah, I liked it. I liked, it. I, I liked the movie a lot. And uh, Is I, it a top ten for you this year? Oh, no. No? No, no. It's okay. good, though. It's, it would have been a top ten last year. Last year sucked. We've actually been in a pretty good year for movies. What are some of the tops that, like, going into the end of the year? What are some of your um, Well, obviously, we're heading towards Oscar season, so all this could change. Yeah. Uh, but Tree of Life was great. Uh, Super was amazing. You were right about that. Uh, what else did I see that I liked? Leap Year, this uh, Mexican drama movie. Okay. Uh, won, like, the Best New Filmmaker Award at Cannes. That was fucking phenomenal. Um, I, I'm going to get a lot of stuff for this, I imagine, but I actually really loved Source Code. I liked Source Code. Yeah, I thought Source Code was... Why would you was, get shit for that? You know, a lot of people give me shit because it's like, oh, well, there's some plot holes. And I'm like, it's a time travel movie. That's like yeah, a, that's like a, a plot trope. hole. That's like complaining that a romantic comedy has a meat cute in it, okay? It's right. what you get. But no, I thought it was actually really... I liked that movie because it had a very interesting... Um, it had an interesting theme about how, you know, people looking back on, like, terrorist acts or whatever like that are looking at it as a series of, of figures. You know, this mm -hmm. is how many people died, there's nothing we can do about it, blah, blah, blah. And they're sending someone back in time to try to fix it and they tell him you can't change anything, but he can't 
perceive that because he's actually empathizing with everyone, all the victims. Right. And I thought that was an actually interesting thing to dramatize, and I thought they handled it in a very good way. So I, I that's still in my top ten. Uh, what else? Moneyball was really good, mm-hmm. although I personally thought it was the movie Atlas Shrugged wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, Moneyball was good. It, it hit its a little bit of a second act slump, but I was bit, totally yeah. into it. Yeah, I, I, totally I didn't into see the Atlas Shrugged thing. Atlas Shrugged is, is seriously still the worst movie of the year. I, I've, and I've seen I've Bellflower. But, uh, and, and you, now, I, I was hearing that Bellflower was good, and I was on the fence about really seeing think, it. Some people really think Bellflower is good. Uh, some people really like Miracle Whip, so I don't know what that means. Right. I like Miracle Whip. So you might like Bellflower. Yeah, uh, it's I'm, just, still gonna, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna rent it. <laughs> it's just really just misogynistic, mumblecore, boring, uh, nicely shot, but the ending just goes completely. It's a nihilistic man. It's it's it's. There's a scene towards the end where everything is just going so completely over the top, bug nuts, that it's almost entertaining. Someone shoots themselves in the head what? for no reason other than the movie is ending. That's the only reason I can I can imagine why they're doing it. And then they sort of cut away, and they said, well, did that really happen? Well, if not, then I'm bored. Um, right. So, anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a huge mess. I honestly don't understand what the big deal is about it. I, I think the guys have, are interesting filmmakers, and I look forward to seeing what else they do, mm-hmm. but this is not a good movie. Laura and I yeah. went to see 50-50. We thought that was pretty good. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah that I movie was really nice. I, I, f- I found that um, they had a good balance there, because uh, you know, it's hard to do a movie about cancer without turning it into a cheap plot device. Right. Really cheap every single time and here's one because they didn't really over dramatize it and they didn't try to make it into too much of a comedy the comedy came out of just interactions over how weird your life becomes when you have to deal with some sort of debilitating illness as opposed to um oh no comedy is happening <laughs> well i mean you could see how they would just be like all right I'm really sick no 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 you, you, I, 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 i'm telling everyone bibs, bibs, normally i'm funny bibs you're doing awesome yeah, yeah. uh no, I can understand how it's something yeah. like uh, like a cancer movie. You know what? You just fucking do- you let the comedy come to you, and they, de- yeah, they definitely let the, yeah. they let you do that. Um, yeah, Everyone's very naturalistic. It was great. Uh, you went and saw the Human Centipede too. I did. Yeah. Now, now, uh, now, yeah, we're all cheering that you took the bullet. <laughs> yeah, they'll send me to that, but they won't send me to Twilight. Right. Um. So Human Centipede two. We just put the poster up on Geekscape, and it opened. Um, <sighs> Did you enjoy the Human Centipede 1? Like, in context, yes. like, like, what did you like about Human Centipede 1? Human Centipede 1, here's my thing about Human Centipede 1. I think the first Human Centipede, there's an argument to be made. Okay. That on some level, the original Human Centipede is the most powerful film of the last ten years. If only because it really, you can't, like, not think about it. Okay. Even just hearing the concept can ruin someone's day. It's just powerfully visceral. But then you watch the movie, and it's just sort of a little genre movie. Well, Gilmore hears the idea. He just goes, "Yeah, hmm. yeah." It's like, did you watch movie? It's okay. Continues masturbating. It's okay. Of course, it's, it's okay. It's, masturbating. It's, it's it's a goofy little movie, but it actually moves very well. It's really suspenseful. The at first the end. one. First one. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's actually very watchable. I was actually dreaded watching for a long time because I was like, this just looks like a geek show, and not in a good right, like, right, right. This show, literally, kind of but like a literal geek show. Um. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, I ended up thinking it was perfectly fine. It's a, it's a perfectly good little movie. It's, you know, some people are going to think it's really fucked up because it is, but if you like horror, it's perfectly fine. The Human Centipede 2 sees the first film as a challenge. What do you mean? Well, it's like... we got to up the stakes. You, you have to up the, it, yeah. I, I, I think in my review I said uh, it tries really hard to outgross the original in an attempt to outgross the original. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. He said, what, what did Whitney in Whitney's review, he said the opening line was, is it strange to say that the magic is gone? <laughs> <laughs> um, Whitney, Whitney didn't like it as much as I did. But, uh, yeah, no, but it's, you liked the sequel. I kind of liked it. It's not great, but I do think it's unusually, like, 
on the surface, it is just fucked up over and over again. Some of the most atrocious shit I've ever seen in a movie like what? is in this movie. Like, okay, spoiler. I'm, I'm not going to see this. So shit. one of the one of the people he kidnaps for to create his human centipede is pregnant. Okay. Oh. Oh Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well. No. 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 While he's attempting to to sever everyone's uh, while he's attempting to sever everyone's like buttocks off and sew it onto their face, uh, she dies. Oh no. And he like, or he, and he puts her off in the corner so she won't be in the way <laughs> while he's making the rest of his human centipede. But then she wakes up. She wasn't dead. He's not a doctor. He didn't. He just he just saw her pass out. So oh, he's she, not a doctor. He's not a doctor. Okay. This guy was a surgeon. Like a. I'm gonna get to that. Oh, in this a is a new guy. This is a new thing? guy. Okay. This, I'll, I'll get to the premise actually in a second. You just wanted to hear about some of the fucked up shit. Okay. So she's like running out of the way and she's having a miscarriage and there's like blood flowing out. Jesus. She gets into a car. The baby falls out, but she's in such a hurry to get away. The baby falls under the accelerator and she jams it all the way down anyway. Jesus Christ! The yeah. Baby, the baby's all like a dead baby under the accelerator. Alive. How does the does the baby live? I we that is a cliffhanger. I assume they're gonna get to that in *Human Centipede* three. Okay. I assume so, that so baby's he, gonna be the bad guy. in so like this dystopian future. So they, well, see, they catch. Does, does he catch this? So the he back. catches this woman. He doesn't catch her. She gets away, and it's sort of a it's sort of left hanging. Um, huh. Yeah, like you do. So anyway, um, you either want to see that or you don't. And I, <laughs> my thing is this: I'll tell people. That's pretty I'll, clear. I'll tell people. Listen, *The Human Centipede* not as grotesque as you think. It might be worth watching. If you don't want to see Human Centipede 2, that's okay. <laughs> no one's going to judge you if you can't... Even if you start watching it and you have to walk out, it's totally fine. It means you have a heart. That's totally, totally fine. But it's not actually an awful, awful movie. It's not a bad movie. It's just full of really... Dis- it's just in poor taste. Right. You know, a lot of movies are in poor taste. Solo is in poor taste. It's still a good movie. Hmm. Um, so, I'm not going to say it's Solo. It's not that good. But, no, so Human Centipede 2 uh, takes place... Uh, if the Human Centipede 1 was a movie, so the Human Centipede 2 is the real world. Okay. So it opens with a guy watching the Human Centipede. And he just sort of this... Wait, mo- what? Yeah. Oh, this shit gets meta. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not even... It's not, it's not, that's not even terribly you. important. But yeah, the, the movie is... It could be 20 years. It could be you. Yeah. So anyway, so it's a movie. The original Centipede is a movie within a movie. Here's a guy who is... You know, I think apparently the idea came from someone asked him at a film festival, the director Tom Six, like... You know, are you worried that someone's gonna get some pervert's gonna like do this in real life? And he's like, no, that'd be stupid. Right. But uh, so he he's said, let's make a movie, yeah. so let's 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 <laughs> tell a movie about that guy. And so in order to justify how incredibly disturbed you'd have to be to even consider this, like consider actually doing it, let alone actually do it, he creates a very interesting world that is the most like pervasively abusive reality I've, i think i've ever seen in a movie it's it's too it's absurdist it's comic hmm. how just off his, his mom uh is uh hates him and wants to kill him uh because uh his father sexually abused him and now he's in jail and she blames the kid so it's basically precious if precious decided to make a human centipede um <laughs> which by the way that should better be the movie. review that's the review. better movie Actually, yeah. i wish i thought of that that would be the review right there. yeah yeah, so, uh, so it's this great bit where he, like, he comes, you know, she, she, like, comes into his bedroom, she sees his lump under the pillows, and she starts stabbing it with a knife, and then he, like, comes in from the bathroom and turns on a light, and goes, it's a pillow, and she's sort of like, 
<laughs> it's it's ridiculous, and the whole thing is like it's like a fucking wily coyote. <laughs> and so the whole <laughs> yes, that's exactly like a wily coyote. It's a ridiculous. It's like a cartoon. It's it's a cartoon. It's very it's it's very funny, but it's also so intensely dark that it doesn't just become a comedy. Right. It's just this weird balance, and the movie works. If the movie works at all, it works on one of three levels. Either it's just so gross, and you're in some level point in your life where you just want to see really extreme shit. Are you? No, personally okay. I'm not. But I know people who are. They go through a phase. Well, fuck it, I'm going to see all these Takeshi Miike gross-out fests. Whatever. Okay. Some people go through that, fine. This is the movie for you. Uh, but there, there are two other levels in which the way movie kind of works. One is as a sort of indictment of, of all kinds of uh, horror movie supervillains as opposed to actual murderers. Okay. Um, you know, if you look at something like Saw, if you tried to do Saw in even a semi-realistic way and someone actually tried to make all these death traps, it'd be comical. Right. It'd be absolutely ridiculous. Like it'd, it'd, be, it'd be a Rube Goldberg joke. Um, is that where you are in your life? Yes. Okay. Uh, but no, so the whole thing is, you know, he sees this movie and he tries to do it himself and he's not a doctor and he ends up screwing it up. He can't, like, sew people's faces onto each other's onto each other's asses. So he actually ends up using a staple gun. It's, yeah, he doesn't know how to do it. And so it's just how ridiculous Why are you taking the whole thing is. Gilmore? And, yeah. I know, and he does, like, <laughs> he watches the first movie, and the first movie, you know, you hear the, the concept of people's, like, mouths sewn to someone else's ass, and, you know, the whole, like, they're going to share a digestive tract and eat each other's poo or whatever. Uh, but, and you hear, like, oh, that's so disgusting, then you watch the first movie, and it's actually not a big part of it. It's like, they show it, like, once, but it doesn't, like, fly everywhere because they're sewn up. Yeah. Um, the movie's, about the, movie's yeah. about the guy. Yeah, the movie's, the movie's about the guy, and the movie is about these people in a situation that is so horrific and tragic that you can't help but empathize with them. As opposed to every other kind of movie, death and torture, we've Relaxing. seen so many times. We've seen so many times, it doesn't yeah. mean that much to right. us. Well, after they're already attached. In the first one, yeah. like, the girl gets away, the guy catches her, yeah. and everyone yeah. is happy. Uh, your, your mic is hopping off. Oh. Don't worry about it. We'll put it's it like back. Mike doesn't want to be involved in the human centipede, either. Um... So yeah, so uh, so oh that on that level it's kind of interesting. You know, he does like that poo thing, and like he, even he's so grossed out by it that he has he to throw up. Yeah. So but on the other level, it's so on one hand it's criticizing the first film and how ridiculous it is. On the other hand, it's totally exalting it because look at how powerful this film was and it affected someone. But I don't think that's a very fair argument. I think some people have made that argument. And I don't think that's fair because it has to create this bizarre, over the top world of ridiculousness in order to even justify that as plausible. Right. So I, I think it's unusually intelligent. I think it's smarter than you think it is. It is also borderline unwatchable. So <laughs> it, it is. Some people are going to have a seriously hard fucking time watching it. For so what reason for just the gore? Just the gore. Okay. Just just the unpleasantness and the gore is just so disgusting that some people are just going to be able, unable to watch it. I anticipate most people. Date but movie? if you but if you can get through it, if this is if this is not too far beyond the boundaries of what you consider tasteful in terms of just you know the whole hustler argument, you know, right. good taste is you know. Um, subjective. Right. So yeah, if if you can handle it, I think you'll find this movie is better than you think it is. But if you can't handle it, that's totally fine. This movie is utterly depraved. Okay. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Wait. So the baby falls out. Yeah. So falls she's out. giving birth while ex while escaping. Yeah. Yeah. She's giving doing... birth is a huge deal. Like she yeah. just does that you know while what? running. You know what? Yeah. Adrenaline, man. It just yeah. Carries you through it. Yeah. The baby went under the accelerator. Yeah. So she's running while giving birth. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. plop. The running, yeah. might, have, less, the running yeah. might have helped the giving birth. Yeah. You, know, you ever hear of a water birth? Yeah. Somehow that relates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like precious. If precious had made a human centipede. <laughs> it totally is, actually. Oh, my um, God. I need to tweet about that. Let's start a meme. So, uh... I'm a modern guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
So guys, if you're in, if, if, if you're into horror, now we're cooking with gas. If you're into the horror stuff, if you're into the horror movies, um, I'm gonna pause and let you guys know that. 27 minutes in, Viviani's sense of humor returned. <laughs> Finally, we're gonna start the podcast. Way two to, minutes. Way ago. to shape you. Way to shake you into it, uh, guys. Uh, so I need an extensive rehearsal process. For we've got the uh, we've got Zombie Con coming up in two weeks. We got, uh, we've got like I think it's the 23rd, 24th in Seattle. Go to zombiecon.com. Uh, Norman Reedus, and um, who's the guy who? Oh, who's the other actor in, in Walking Dead? Not John Bernthal, but the other cop. Um, Steve. He looks like Fred Ward. <laughs> oh, he totally does. You know, I, I, I totally had his name. Uh, I didn't write it down because I was like, oh, you're going to remember this. And I didn't remember this. Uh, we've got the cast of, like, some of the cast members from Walking Dead coming to ZombieCon. We also have uh, a couple of the stars from uh, True Blood. We've got a couple of horror people. Who, who there. you get from True Blood? Um, I think the main vampire. Uh, uh, the main Bill dude. Condon? I think Bill Bill Condon. one of those Bill main Condon. guys. Bill Condon, like, yeah. it, it, all the information. If you get Alexander Skarsgård, could you blow him for me? Yeah, well, okay. I, I was going to have him sign like a uh, Battleship One sheet or something. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That but can, but can you blow him for me? No. Uh, he's, he's, I'll, I'll blow him. I'm not I, gay, I, I but for him we, I'll learn. I know we love that guy. Yeah. I love him from, uh, from what was the name of the Generation Kill. Generation Kill. Oh, so good on that uh, show. Did you end up seeing the remake mm. of... Uh, no. What was it? He Straw was, Dogs. Yeah, Straw Dogs. You didn't end up seeing it? No, I didn't end up guy. seeing that. Um, they, they did not screen that for critics. I Shock. could not bring that myself to go see that. Here's what offended me about that movie. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, if you want to remake a movie, that's okay. I mean, we don't like most of them, but whatever. You know, it's the industry. You can make a movie do whatever you want. Uh, I've, I've seen interviews with uh, Rod Lurie, who directed the film, and who's made some decent movies before. Um, and he was talking about the reason why he remade Straw Dogs is because, essentially, um, he disagreed with the original film's message. Hmm. Uh, which in the original film was this very brutal, you know, man is is intrinsically violent and we're just, you know, fighting off our own natures, blah, 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 blah. He wanted to make a bit more of a humanist tale. And that struck me as not particular, as, as completely the wrong mindset to go into when you're making a, when you're remaking a movie because you don't want to remake the same movie. But if you're making the exact contrary argument, right. you're inserting yourself into the conversation of the original film. You're diminishing the film whether or not you're any good. Okay. And that, you know, every time you bring up Straw Dogs, you're going to have to say the remake of the original, and you're going to have to be able to say, you know, people are going to get confused at some point and think that they're related when, in fact, they're not. You know? You know? Yes, yes but I did not. Do you know? Um, the reason I bring up ZombieCon, mm -hmm. Will, yeah. is uh, the Gilmore and I have seen the first episode of Walking Dead Season okay. 2. You've actually seen the first two. I haven't watched the second one yet, but... It, I mean, one thing that somebody asked me about the Walking Dead season two, uh, first, you know, the episode is, did you notice the budget cuts? But they haven't happened in the first two episodes. Like the budget yeah, cuts that's, that's, that's happened like halfway it, yeah. through, the, through the season, through yeah. shooting of the season. Uh, I actually enjoyed the first episode. Well, what, where where Dead. are we at now? Because last we saw, they they just escaped that like borderline nuclear explosion. <laughs> right, right. The, yeah. the the destruction of the uh, CDC building in yeah. Atlanta, and yeah. now they're on the road. They just had their big exposition episode, and now we can get back to the fucking television series. Oh, and then they just had the last three exposition episodes. Yeah. Um, in this one, the the crew starts out in kind of a caravan and they hit a spot where a bunch of cars have been abandoned on the road or people have died in their cars and the uh, the mobile home can't make it through. So they get out and they're kind of salvaging this graveyard for parts and for gas and things like that while putting cars into neutral and trying to move them out of the way. And the old dude who 
is probably the worst person to have as a lookout is on top of the mobile home yeah. with these binoculars. Yeah. The worst guy to have, he's probably got the worst vision. He's the yeah. worst guy to have. No, he has the binoculars. At. That's actually his prescription. And here's the thing. He realizes that there's a like a zombie horde walking towards them while the zombie horde is like 10 feet away. What the it, it, it is so. Re so, so, so <laughs> this is a part I where know. honestly, okay. And, and there's the an part... there's an entire expanse of highway that yes. they would have had to have walked. That you see it in the shot. You see an entire open area of highway in the shot that the zombies would have had to walk through to get to this point, and he doesn't notice them until they're on top it's of. It's fucking them. retarded. Like so I it, didn't see it. Well, no. well, everybody's hiding under the cars in this scene and, and waiting for it to pass. But and, the worst and, part is that they like, show you. They show they you, show you that what shot. the old guy was seeing. Yeah. And they're Why like, didn't he speak up earlier? Why didn't you see this? How you, could you not you have seen this? You were standing on top of the tallest car on the highway. You have one job. You have one job. <laughs> You've got one job. And when I you, ask you, when to you do guys, one thing. that's not the entirety of the episode. That's just like the first fifteen minutes. It's a pretty. I mean, when you when you get past that moronic part, you it's an enjoyable episode. I enjoyed yeah. the episode. There's not a big blip in the difference of last season to this season. So in a way, it's still The Walking Dead. You if you enjoyed last season, you're going to enjoy this. Except just like last season, you have to kind of excuse those you know like, what? Th those like, like you know what? that's that's on you know that that sucks and that's unfortunate when it happens but you know what the the sometimes people forget that when you make a television series you're not making a movie you don't always have the time or the ideal locations mm -hmm. and that sometimes you get fucked sometimes you just don't have the chance to get the coverage you need in order to sell that kind of shit and it's not right i mean obviously we can bitch about all we want it's right. perfectly fair but um, i remember there was a bit on lost once where uh, Sawyer and Saeed were like walking down the beach or whatever and it was just this long shot. So you see them walking the beach talking. And then someone goes, hey, there's a fire. And the camera whips around and the fire was five feet away from them. And they, just, <laughs> and they just walked past it. And it's just their thing that's like, okay, your day was running long. You just had to kind of fucking get that shot, didn't you? You just have to move on. You know, it's serialized television. That one moment is going to be a distant memory in two seasons. Huh? Well, they, had, yeah. they had to set up this entire new shot. Though. It was yeah. like something that it's the it entire was basis extra. for the entire yeah. No, I'm just saying, but they, they fucked up. I'm saying they fucked up their coverage. Uh, but see if I can. Yeah, um, never! <laughs> Your horse, speak. Um, yeah, but the, it's cool because right when um, shit starts going down at the beginning of this first episode, it's it's cool. It's still cool. Like the greatest part about this show is that it has actually achieved good zombie movie. The yeah. show, right? Yeah. Um, right. and it's actually done it really well. Mm -hmm. But it's done good zombie movie. The show forever. Like it's it doesn't feel like it's uh, forever. It's been like what six and, episodes? And these are yeah, only the first. Dickhead. These are only the first two episodes. Yeah, but like um, forever. But. It's not. They're not really setting up any arcs yet. They're yeah. not really setting up anything that's actually going to be season. You know five. what? It's literally just following a group of survivors day to day, just like you would on if Real you World, were there. On Jersey Shore. I, yeah. No. My thing Jersey is Jersey Shore is more of an arc so far. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> say this. I'm gonna say this for Walking Dead. Walking Dead has one thing going forward in that regard and one thing going against it. One is that it's taking place in such a short period of time. I saw the first season that you can have like an arc that's simply around. Do we go and get Michael yeah. Rooker for when yeah. we saw that? And so it has this immediacy. We need more. That kind of works. But the other problem that it has with it, and I, I'm actually not sure if they're going to. Did they increase the length of the, of the second season? Is it going to be longer than yeah, six 13, episodes? 13 episodes. Okay, that first season was six fucking episodes. Right. You don't know if you're going to get any more than that. You don't want to set up too much shit. So they had to try to make that really self contained. Right. Now, hopefully, they'll have the freedom to actually at least set up some character arcs, for fuck's sake. 
No, yeah. I, I, I mean, of course we're going to watch this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still really good. It's still one of the yeah. best shows on television. Does it bother anyone else if they just call them walkers? Yeah. No, I just call it's them like, zombies. But they call them Walker. They we call talked them, about that. They yeah, call we, we've talked about this yeah. a lot. Uh, the, the actor's yeah. name is John Bernthal. John Bernthal is the guy who plays the, the other cop in, in Walking Dead. No, it just came to me. Okay. John Bernthal and Norman Reedus, will, they're going to be at ZombieCon uh, in, in a week and a half. I think the 23rd and 24th hmm. in Seattle. Go to ZombieCon.com and check all that stuff out. Um Guys, let's pause real quick because uh, our good friend Stephen Prescott, who's a big BBC America fan. Yay! Uh, oh, wait, wait, are we applying for Stephen or the BBC? BBC. Yay! Yay! Uh, he got a chance to talk to Bedlam co-creator uh, David Allison at Comic-Con, and that's a show that started up here on the BBC America. Uh, I haven't watched it, but if it's on BBC, you know Stephen's a huge fan. Uh, he actually got uh, upset that we posted a Doctor Who article without telling him. Did you know that? He got upset. We posted a Doctor Who article suggesting the death of Amy Pond. Yeah, I know. I know that guy was spot on. Spot the removal Bobby of Amy Pond. And I said remove her all you want. You got to cycle out the supporting right, cast. Right. I don't know if you necessarily. And need so to kill her, we yeah. put up this article, and Stephen was hurt. <laughs> so Stephen, we apologize. We're now going to run your interview with Bedlam co-creator David Allison. All right. David Allison, one of the creators of the new uh, show that's going to be on BBC America, Bedlam. Hi there. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so uh, Bedlam is, uh, the premise is it was a, an insane, insane asylum that has it turned into an apartment complex. Correct, yes. So tell me that you saw Derek Akora somewhere and realized that you could write him better <laughs> than he writes himself. <laughs> Actually, um, the city I live in, Leeds, in the UK, mm -hmm. um, I mean, like a lot of British cities, had a very huge asylum. And the one in Leeds um, uh, was enormous, absolutely huge. And um, when we started researching it, we... we we just all got obsessed with the kind of how much ma detailed matter there was about the, the history of the building and the, the particular cases. And so it, actually a lot of the ghost stories were based on, you know, real patients and real inmates and because they were better than anything we could have created. And right. what we didn't realize was uh, we went out to look at the building eventually, which is out in Menston, just outside Leeds. And um, to our astonishment, they were turning it into a luxury apartment. <laughs> it was, it was a, we were like... Life imitating art. Well, we were kind of worried they might sue us because we thought we were like, we were like, we'd taken the idea. We had absolutely no idea. Yeah. Um, and we were even talking to the security guard and he was going, yeah, I don't like this place at night. We, <laughs> <laughs> they thought, this is, this is, you couldn't make this up. It's wonderful. So, so yeah, it, it was life imitating art. That's yeah. awesome. It was. So, so, I mean, that's the premise of the show, but what, what, what's the show about? I mean, um, I guess it's a, it's a, it's a hybrid. It's about... Uh, young people making their way in the world and trying to work out themselves and all that kind of relationship stuff, but within this dark, unforgiving, terrifying place. And I think it's a. I think ultimately it's about how you can't escape the past in, in a place like this. We wanted the building to be somewhere where it didn't matter how many coats of paint you put on it and how much you judged it up and made it look nice. Yeah. You could feel it seeping through the walls because when you read about these places, they were awful, horrible, vile disgusting places where people were treated like you, you couldn't even imagine and where doctors were basically experimenting on people that nobody gave a damn about because they were regarded as mentally unhinged or people wow. were thrown in there because they'd had an affair with the wrong person and stuff and left yeah. to rot. So we wanted that sense of this building had so much badness in it and so it was so rotten to the core that you would just never be able to escape it basically. Yeah. And if you look at um, Highroids, the building that we, you know, I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> I mean, in no way. 
<laughs> so so and 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 that and I assume some of that that badness is reflected in in, in the in the characters and the characters who are living there. And yeah, that's the other thing. And without wanting to give too much away, it you know the the family who ran the asylum who are now running the apartment complex are inextricably linked yeah. with that and and you know it it you can't again that 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 family link and the characters of Kate and her father Warren it's almost like they have that bad blood in them and it, it's something that they struggle to you know uh, to to overcome or not overcome I'm yeah. trying not to give things no, away good. here no, but no, yeah. yeah uh so yeah it's about it's about the building and it's about the family really yeah cool yeah cool so um so uh, tell me a little bit about the cast. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of new faces to at least uh, Americans. You know, we have, you know, this, uh, yeah. uh, we know, um, um, uh, well, <laughs> Will Young, Pop Idol. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, so, so tell me about, uh, t- tell me about the cast. And, and uh, how, how you sure. Find I, uh, um, we wanted, we wanted it to feel fresh. And that kind of, in a way, meant fresh faces. I mean, actually, all the cast have got a pretty good CV. And actually, I mean, Will has actually done a fair bit of acting. And he's been in a couple of movies and stuff. And yeah. he's, you know, he's really good. And the thing about Will was he just did the best audition yeah. by miles. You know, by, and because and so, you know, we were a bit like, okay, pop star. You know, but he just, he got it. And when you look at the audition tape, it just was, it was obviously, it wasn't played to, born to play Ryan. Um, we just wanted to find people who could inhabit the roles really well and who you know you know we wanted it to be a, a, a ride the whole show like you know real thrill-seeking thing and, and people who are, can look good running down corridors really quickly and also <laughs> can emote well and 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 deal with the, the flat dynamic and so they can feel like real young people doing their thing but also you know they can they're part of the adventure too yeah know? yeah yeah so we have a uh, we have a lot of international viewers and, and everything, but obviously we hello international American, viewers. Hi. You know, lots of Americans. So, um, and uh, we're always, I, I'm I'm the biggest advocate for British shows. Like I, I'm I'm the guy on the site who's always got a, who's always watching the British shows first and trying and getting trying to get everyone mm. else to watch them. So you you do my job for me. Tell 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 these Americans what you know what they're gonna what, what they're gonna get and what they're you know why why they need to watch Bedlam. Okay, I already know why. I'm okay. already I'm already set. Okay, okay. So we want we. <laughs> We wanted to do a kick-ass supernatural show yeah. that hits the ground running from the moment it starts, um, and there was this totally British in its outlook, but has that sense, I suppose, an American sense of the kind of thrill and, yeah. the, and the story and the plot, and you know, not wasting time and in, in, in really getting going. So we wanted a really kick-ass ghost story of the week that, was, that you could stand alone, you could st- you can tune in and enjoy, but also those really big meaty serial stories and the sense of mystery and confusion and and unlocking the keys to different things as well. So it, so we wanted to just, you wanted to sit down and go, oh, yes, I want to I eat this whole thing up. You know, that's, that was, we wanted it to be a thrill and to be a ride. Nice. Basically. Nice. See, okay, thank you. Did my job for me on that one. Fantastic. Good. Good. So, so uh, first time at Comic-Con. Yes. Uh, first time in San Diego. Yeah. So, so what do you, what do you uh, is there anything you're in particular excited about to see at Comic-Con? And I, do you know, I'm... <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to see a lot of things. <laughs> I, this is really terrible, but I, I, I don't know if I'm going to get an opportunity, which is a shame. I, I'm just so excited. Just, I just want to go hang out with people and just people watch and just, you know, and, yeah. you know I just want to taste the flavor of the whole thing, and I'm hoping I get an opportunity to see that. Um, so, you know, I, do you know what I mean? I just want to, I just want to go and yeah. dip my toe in there and... Uh, and see what, see what it, it it's BBC America. You guys, BBC America is uh, their booth is consistently packed. They've got to be able to get you into some cool parties this weekend. Well, you know, I think they cool better to <laughs> hook a man up, please. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> and awesome. It's, it's my birthday on Saturday as well, so it better be oh, a good party on that. Come so, on, yeah. come on. Um, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping. So. Well, it's not in my hands. That's there you all go. I'm saying. There you go. Well, mm. I, BBC America is sponsoring uh, something on Saturday night, Fourth and B. You're there. That's maybe, maybe it's a secret birthday party. I don't know. Ah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, maybe. <laughs> I heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Well, David, um, you know, it's, I'm I'm really excited to to see the show. I've seen the trailer and I've read all great, about it. You know, great. and uh, um, I'm I'm looking forward to actually meeting Theo tomorrow and, uh, and and talking to him a bit too. So, but uh, cool. But it, it looks it looks fantastic and looks right up my alley. So, thank you so much hey, for, no for taking some time out and, and chatting with us. Pleasure. Really appreciate Pleasure. It. Yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you. So, Bedlam's playing on BBC America. <laughs> I am sold! You should watch. Because we totally just watched that clip with you. <laughs> Did um, you see what Stephen was wearing? Oh, my science, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get serious. Steve Jobs. The death of Steve oh, yeah. Jobs, we have to talk about this. You're we right. have to. The guy's, the guy's awesome. <laughs> you were about to tell a joke, and you go, no, no, we actually have yeah. to do No, 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 we this. have to talk about uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is great. Bibiani, uh, you re did you recently move to Apple? I you recently got my, well, I had a Mac when I was a kid. Okay. I had a Mac when I was a little kid, but it was like an Apple II, so, you know, it doesn't like really. Right. Uh, but, yeah, no, I moved to, I finally uh, ditched my old, just really awful Dell laptop PC. Dell no, maybe just had that. just just had the the single worst customer service I've ever had. Maybe it was me, but I should not be on hold for two hours. <laughs> that's that's for bad yeah, right. it's really bad. So I I fed fuck it. I'm gonna get a Mac. I took out money from like you know a, a trust Russian, thing. I, yeah, took Russian? yeah basically. I went into hawk to get a Mac, <laughs> and I've been loving it ever since. My okay. Mac's been great. My iPhone is great. I think um, it's interesting for me that. Um, the respect people have for Macintosh as a brand. It's, like, rivaled only by, like, Pixar. Mm -hmm. In terms of just people just saying... Another Steve what Jobs. These, another Steve Jobs right. enterprise. Yeah. It's just people respect their talent, their ability to make products, or, or, or in Pixar's case, movies, uh, that everyone appreciates on some level, even Cars. Mm -hmm. um, cars on two. some level. I like the first Cars. I didn't see Cars 2. Uh, I thought Cars 2 was better. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh, yeah. It actually, it actually, it actually entertained too. me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, listen, I, I think uh, there's, I don't know, it's really sad. Steve Jobs, he wasn't that old. Right. You know, he had, he had some time ahead of him. six weeks ago when, he, when yeah. he stepped down, we kind of knew this we was knew, we knew something. We knew this was pretty bad. But. It's really admirable that he actually, he really waited till like, the last yeah. second. He, right. like, no, he in stayed in charge. As yeah. long as he possibly could. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, I mean, you could say, you know, you don't want to go too nuts with the whole great man principle and say that Steve Jobs did everything over there. But he did foster a company, an environment, that allowed really intelligent people to do really intelligent things that please all of the consumers. There's, right. You'll, you'll see dissatisfied, you'll never really see a dissatisfied Mac customer. You know? Maybe they're complaining that, okay, our, our Mac doesn't last as long as we want, we have to buy another one. You but compared to AppleCare. But yeah. but on the other hand, uh, you, you'll you'll never see any dissatisfied Mac customer as dissatisfied as a dissatisfied PC customer. Okay. Right. You know? No. They, they, absolutely. They, yeah. There's there's always shit. There's always something wrong. It's not like they make perfect products. But yeah, they're, but they're, they're not really user, they're really user as friendly. And they, as your they've PC. revolutionized phones. They, they're they're he, there are he, no he, viruses. Yeah, there are no. The guy is really really important and significant, I think, to the 20th century. And the th sad thing is, I don't think there are too many people in charge of any kind of corporation, particularly any corporation that has such a daily impact on people's lives, mm -hmm. that seems to have the level of at least business integrity that he had in terms of making products that are actually useful and good, and not just marketing them to people if right. whatever we have. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know a hell of a lot about the guy's life. For all I know, he, you know, 
he probably killed he probably homeless people for fun. I don't know. But a lot, a that's lot this came guy right out. Over here. A, a lot came out yeah. around around his death. And the mm -hmm. cool part is, like, you know, I work at a website, and yeah. essentially, once a big news event goes, we like just we hit Twitter, we hit all of the, the social media, <laughs> everything that's going on, yeah. just to see what everyone's saying. And uh, this is yeah. the death that the least people tried to make jokes about. Right. Um, yeah. The, like, the internet like, stayed classy. The, yeah, the, in, uh, the internet for the there's, most part there's, there's some dick You're never going to get 100%. There was some dick but fucking Boing Boing had a great thing where they changed their entire layout to look like a, like the first like uh, Mac interface. Uh, Aww, the desktop was really cool. sweet. Wired.com basically changed their entire front page. No links to any article, just Steve Jobs and then the quotes from all of like the biggest names wow. in tech yeah. and everything. And XKCD had a XKCD had a great uh, comic strip that was the, like the Eternal with Flame the yeah. with like the little loading little That's circle funny. thing, and that was just like his his memorial or whatever. Yeah, and just, a lot of just people, waiting for that to load again. And a lot of people did like really actually great tributes, but then of yeah. course you have Gawker, uh, the Gawker Network, who pretty much as you guys know yeah. just kind of relies on incendiary topics in order to get people rocking yeah. and so what they did is they actually uh published an article like a day or two later um but they published an article about like this stuff that everyone's being too polite to say about steve jobs right. um and right. this is you know a lot of i read that, that on know, a different cause, site cause, yeah cause that, bill that, gates yeah. Cause, you know because bill gates you know fucking hand in hand with steve jobs whenever you're thinking like yeah. Well, as soon as he died, Bill Gates became a trending topic as well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and Bill Gates, you know, he, he and Melinda Gates started the Bill Gates Foundation. They give mo a lot of their money, like huge chunks of their money to charity. Steve Jobs never did that. Yeah, right? I read never, an article about how he was, he was not a philanthropist. By any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Yeah. He actually, uh, you know, they had, like, children, like, I think, like, in China, making a lot of the products. And yeah, I read that care. article. And he easily, he, like, he easily... <coughs> like cut down on the profits just a little bit and bring that shit to america but they don't do that he's always just been a really business savvy guy okay. with business on the mind so it's not like we lost this saint but we did lose an icon well you know so. here's the thing and i was just talking to someone else about this it, it, uh, something that um hitchcock said and this is just about characters in a, in a story um we respect you if you're good at your job even if we don't like you right. if you're good at your job if you do your job really really well and have integrity with it we respect you. Polanski Oscar. There you go. Exactly. Polanski you Oscar. Go. Yeah. So, or uh, Michael Jackson pre the last 20 years. Chimpanzee and all that yeah. shit. No, like, you know, right. Michael Jackson dies forgiven for the pedophilia. We're sorry we ever children. brought it up. Steve right. Jobs dies. Sorry. All right. He had people in China. Every company has people in China yeah. doing shit. It's fine. It's not the most horrible thing in the world when we find out that he like you know. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really bad. It's, very, it's really bad. But someone let's, it's, someone, you know. someone said this was just. It's really. I don't actually mean this. It was like, but if I were a kid and I could be and I had to work at a sweatshop, I'd love to make iPhones. Like I think that would be. <laughs> I actually. One of the I, best I, products I actually that I could think be Apple employee. I think actually, actually Apple employee Stephen Prescott's in China. Like <laughs> I, I I think when, when Steve Jobs died, whatever was protecting Stephen. Uh, disappeared and they actually like he's not in the Bay Area anymore he's actually in China where where sadly you can't stream BBC America yeah oh, oh sorry Steven it's alright but right. you can't bootleg it yeah you also can't watch Geekscape there which yeah. is alright might be why the kids are smarter yeah. in China yeah Colbert's report was actually really touching what was that well. uh, Colbert did a thing where essentially he uh, showed that every time a new Apple product come, uh, came out he was really really excited about it 
and uh, he, you know, <coughs> clips from past shows where he's like, oh, the new iPad is coming out, all this stuff. And then he showed when, I think it was at the Grammys, Grammys. at the Grammys, he was like, where's the envelope? Oh, let me do this on my new iPad. I remember that, he was that, the yeah. first person to ever get an iPad 2 uh, that didn't work for Apple. I remember and, that. Uh, and uh, Steve Jobs sent him one personally, and uh, he used it at the Grammy as a surprise. <laughs> he uh, used his uh, iPad 2, and then on the air he uh, showed this, uh, <laughs> he's like, I knew Steve Jobs. We used to correspond all the time, and it's just this email that uh, Steve Jobs sent him personally that just said, "Sweet, thanks, Steve." <laughs> and then he and uh, he ended it with uh, saying, you know, he did a lot of great things, blah blah blah. And uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, he was a great guy, so uh, he responded via the iPad that he gave him. Uh, anytime, thanks for everything. Have a good one. Oh, yeah, like. Just, oh. Really touching. Did you cry in front of your TV? No. Cried yeah. in front of my computer. Have you, when was the last <laughs> time you cried, Gil? Were you fucking callous individual? This morning. Ah! Oh, this morning? She's dead. No more fun time. <laughs> <laughs> he lifts up a lifeless hand. Why is that hand so small? Because <laughs> it's you! <laughs> Uh, so, uh, guys, um, you told me before the taping started that you are not reading any of the DC books. No. And this whole DC revamp thing, out of principle, well, you will not read them. Okay, you need to stop you, doing that. You need that. to stop, you know, really just it's, doing my thing. It's like, hi! Jesus. Hey, it, uh, could, you, could you put up my microphone, I can? Can you play, like, elevator music for the audio listeners in that part? <laughs> yeah. No, no, they're fucked. And Viviani's the one who fucked them. Hope you don't have new speakers. Um, so That's what listen, I do. Uh, why, no, why are you no. steering clear of the DC book? Okay, I'm when I say on principle, it makes it sound like I'm, I'm, I'm. It's too much a part of my life, right. you know. Like they hurt, they hurt you. Yeah, it makes it sound like yeah, I'm gonna fight tooth and nails and not buy any DC books. I just don't give a shit anymore. I just do not care what they have to do over there. I'm just totally done. The guy who um, has a Guy Gardner 2014 gamer. Yeah, tag. I still like the characters. I just right. don't like. I just don't like what they're doing with the comics, and I'm not paying for them as a result. But why don't you care anymore? Like, what made you stop caring about these characters? What like made you used to fucking yeah? Care a lot about oh, I used to spend about seventy five dollars a week on comics. So what happened? It's mostly DC. Um, it's just uh, I stopped liking the stories they were telling. It was became too event driven. They stopped uh, making a lot of sense. You know, when you do, and we, we've had this conversation yeah. hundreds of times before. But uh, yeah, when you do event after event after event after reboot after reboot, uh, the changes mean nothing. The it's change not a story becomes, anymore. The change right. becomes the status quo, mm -hmm. and every story begins when the status quo is disrupted. So when the comic books don't fuck around for like two years and just tell some fucking stories, then I'll come back. Mm -hmm. You equalize this shit for two years, give me a place to start where I feel like it actually like the, the last you know bit of continuity is actually of consequence. Then I'll start reading a comic book, and it goes from Marvel too. Right, I'm, I, just, I'm just sick of it. I don't, I don't, I do not get. And you're not reading as, Marvel as well. I'm not reading Marvel as well. I mean, I'm interested. Don't get me wrong. A part of me is still kind of interested in some of the stuff that's going on. I, I'm following a little bit on the internet, but nothing I'm reading is making me go, dude. I got to get that. Okay, so they're preparing right. meals without cooking them. Basically, they're preparing I don't meals without that cooking them. I don't understand what that means either. Yeah. But you did say basically. Um, yeah. The uh, the ones I like are, are like. I like Animal Man. I like the the Jeff Lemire one. Okay, uh, yeah, he's Animal a good I like yeah. I like some of the ones that aren't necessarily the the big bombastic ones. And I think yeah. readers I are really weird I think readers be... are discovering that those yeah. are the good ones too. I thought it was really weird. I, this actually of all the ones that I almost want to pick up, this is the one because I can't believe they brought it back. Was Resurrection Man? Mm -hmm. I was like, really, Resurrection Man? That was what that last for like twelve issues in nineteen ninety four. What I've heard is a rumor. 
is that DC Entertainment, what they started over at Warner Brothers with uh, Dan DiDio and Jim Lee and Jeff Johns, and uh, there's another individual involved. Hmm. They all those people's jobs were on the line. Oh yeah. As recently as a few months ago, okay. that this whole DC Entertainment thing started, and they impatiently said, "We're not even going to wait for this to go. Like this needs to work immediately." So what the DC editorial decided to do was just throw against the wall this entire DC new stuff, like mm -hmm. like reboot, to see if it would stick. Yeah. And if it doesn't stick, we're going. It's basically going to become Age of Apocalypse. Because mm. what I heard was that even Jim Lee, Dan DiDio, these people's lives were on the line. And that Jeff Johns very, <coughs> very almost, I mean, he almost became a Marvel guy. They almost got Jeff well, Johns over. Well, that's and crazy. And if Jeff Johns becomes. He hated know, working for Marvel. And he almost became, well, he hated working for Bill Hamas, or supposedly. And now, oh, that, okay. and now that he's gone, and now that he'd be working with a former Vertigo editor. Um, what's his name? Uh, he's the editor-in-chief of Marvel now. Wait, they, they uh, actually I, I didn't even catch that. Well, this is a while ago. I mean, he, 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 oh, was, he was a Vertigo Oh, Joe Quesada's not the editor in chief? Joe Quesada's not editor in chief now. He's chief, oh, I can he's read Marvel chief, again. He, he's chief creative officer. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Forget it. Fuck it. I'm out. Um, <laughs> no, um, he actually, uh, Axel Alonso. Oh, I like Axel Alonso. Axel Alonso's editor in chief of Marvel. I do like Axel. He fought <laughs> tooth and nail. He fought tooth and nail to keep Jonah Hex alive for a long time. So I'm going to cut. I'm going to give him some credit. Yeah. And now, Axel now that Axel Alonso's editor in chief oh, yeah. over there, they almost got. I mean, that would have been the yeah. end of it. Jeff Johns coming over to Marvel would have been pretty, pretty much I mean, the he, end he of it. You still have the occasional weird Grant Morrison thing, but that would have been about it. Right. That's yeah. the rumor that I heard that heads were that close you know what, to rolling. That's actually, you know what? Fuck it. That's actually not fair. DC has a lot of talented people that are doing great work. I know. I just want, I just want to clarify. Gail Simone's still fucking talented as well. Well, Gail Simone would have maybe walked as well as the rumor I'm hearing. Fair enough. So, DC... Hey, we finally got some comic books in Marvel with is, strong female characters. Um, so, here we go. that's the only thing they'll let her write. I, I'm reading it. I'm sticking with it. The, 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 the Superman just doesn't feel like a stoic Superman. I still think that Superman has to be your guy, and he's reading very much like a 20-year-old. And that's the way they designed him to do. Yeah. You know, action that's, comics. That is intentionally. Gotta get they, they're they're intentionally making Superman relatable. somebody relatable yeah. so you can beat around. And I, it sucks, but the boring, stoic Superman is the one that we always think of, we right? We don't need he's a relatable a, Superman. We right. need he, Superman he's an icon. We everyone. need someone we can right. look up to. That's the entire point of Superman. Right. Is that you look up to someone. And that some people think that's boring. And I think it's just, okay, it's just hard to write. Right. I'll give you that. It's hard to write, but people can do it. People have. And Grant Morrison, the dude who's doing action comics, did write the, the best Superman book of the last ten years, which is All Star Superman. I oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, that made Superman. That's the book I show people. Mm -hmm. I show that, and I show them what's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way. And all of a sudden, not Superman, get it. not Man for All Seasons. Man for All Seasons. Man for All Seasons good. is good. Yeah. I feel like that's so steeped in Americana, it makes the entire thing feel as retro as people feel it. Fear mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good. If you already like Superman, Man for All Seasons is a wonderful book. But it's not what I show people to make him feel, to make them get Superman and why mm -hmm. he's actually significant today, because that feels so retro. Mm -hmm. It feels very Capra-esque, and that's great. But it's not for not the same argument. If you're not reading DC, if you're not reading Marvel, <coughs> are you reading comics at all? Bibs? Not a lot. Not a lot. Um, I, I, I pick up the occasional graphic novel. Uh, my girlfriend, actually, is an early uh, anniversary present, got me the coolest gift ever. She got me the Acts of Vengeance omnibus. What is it? You remember Acts of Vengeance? No. What? Acts of Vengeance. Nobody. Acts of, no. What? No. These were literally the first superhero comics I ever read in my entire life. It was, this it was one of the first big, like, multi-comic... 
uh, huge epic arcs that Marvel did beyond like Secret Wars. Um, basically, it was like in the late '80s, really early '90s. What? Close. Oh, that's, that's distracting. I, I can't uh, late '80s, early '90s. Um, what? You're gonna run out of pens. Uh, anyway, anyway, so the, the whole premise of it, it's a silly idea. It was basically just an excuse for. All our heroes fight the same villains over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. X-Men fight Magneto all the fucking time. What if Magneto fought the Fantastic Four? Right. So basically, it's this mysterious, like, all-powerful being, you find out, it's a twist ending, it's not a big twist, but you figure out, you find out who it is at the end of, this, of, the, of the crossover, uh, goes to all the great villains and says, you know what your problem is? You're fighting the same guys who kick the shit out of you every fucking time. Switch villains. Right. So you know? yeah, switch, switch. Yeah. Pre, you know, switch prey back. on different people. Yeah, exactly. Come out of them from out of nowhere. They'll have no fucking familiarity with your tactics or your abilities. We'll all work together to make your abilities like more powerful. You know, we'll give you like you know, they made the uh, absorbing man like have be able to fly with his fucking ball and chain or whatever, yeah. like Thor. Um, and yeah, it was just this long series of just really. When did that come out? That was late, like eighty nine to ninety one. Sounds around really that, good. Around that, it was really fun, and I'm rereading it. And like, yeah, some of them are crap, and some they're always crap. But there's some really cool shit. The, this is the entire uh, um, workaround. This is the entire reason why we had Spider-Man as Captain Universe fighting the Tri-Sentinel. Wow. You remember that? Oh, That's insane. That you remember. It was yeah. an act of violence. It was an act of vengeance. Acts of vengeance. Acts of vengeance. Like this, it's like this 100... How much was the omnibus? That was like 100, 150 bucks. The omnibus was? And she yeah. got it for you? She, th- I have the coolest girlfriend in the world. Yeah, she's pretty yeah, fucking cool. I fucking marriage material, right? So anyway, so this is... Is it is... marriage material? <laughs> Baby honey, is this... Brian uh, just wants me to have a fucking match. Is this marriage material? More than anything else in the world. Uh, yeah, anyway, but no, it was really... It, can anyway, I have your cool wedding to talk about Krav Maga? Yeah, But, I mean, are you being serious? Are you getting more serious? Why are you putting me on the spot with this? Why is this? You, I mean, is I this? I love my girlfriend. Fuck you. Um, I you love your girlfriend. Do... Fuck her. I, fuck her I, twice. I, 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 once I, I, for you and yeah, once for me. Oh, love you, honey. I forgot. Um, I forgot Ian did that. Uh, it seems awesome kind of cool. Ian Kerner at my wedding. Ian Kerner at my wedding spent the entire wedding teaching Nara Krav Maga. Yeah, it was adorable. It was amazing. That was fucking funny. It was amazing. Nar gave me shit. He's like, you saw me in the corner there, and you did nothing. And I was like, you were talking to Ian Kerner. What do I know? We would look over, and Ian Kerner sitting there, be like, take his wrist. And from far away, he just and like you see him actually start doing like. Yeah, like, like punching moves. Yeah. Awesome. Ian is Batman, as our yeah. email. Ian, Ian is a short Batman. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and you can have an Ian themed wedding. Yeah. Just see pictures of Ian Kerner. I went to a wedding last night, and there was a fire breather who looked like he was stepped off like a romance novel. He looked like a pirate of Penzance. He had like this long hair, like a fucking goatee, nice. and he had a sash. There was also a monkey, like a like a bad dates type monkey. That like a monkey trainer had running around this wedding. <laughs> it was a whole Moroccan theme. Now, now, guys in the room who aren't married, uh, do you want a big wedding? Uh, no, no, Kelly. I'm like, I'm like the only guy who wants a big wedding. I want a no, huge fuck off wedding. I would wedding. love it. I just never thought of it. I uh, want. I, well, yes, I mean, I've been thinking about this. I want to like. It all like comes down to what you can afford. I mean, Laura, I'll, Laura, no, no, would, we'll I wanted we'll to have a wedding. Work. We'll make it work. From, from You'll make it work. Weddings, I always felt like people had more fun at the small intimate. Well, no, no, okay, I don't mean, I don't want, like, this huge, like, fucking bridesmaids and my best friend's wedding kind of wedding. I just want, like, an event. I want, like, all the people to come here, and I want to, like, you know, like, at the stroke of midnight, we release the squirrels, and, like, there's squirrels running around everywhere. Oh, you want a fucking awesome. crazy wedding. That's yeah, it'll be awesome. Wedding. I want to, like, do that no, with seven people. It, it, the difference, we, we don't, like, exchange, we don't, we, yeah, exactly. We don't exchange vows. We play the first level of Halo 1 together, and we get to the point where she says, careful, there's two of us in here now, and we all just start to go. 
<laughs> Bibiani's girlfriend turns off the <laughs> text him immediately. <coughs> we yeah. have to talk. Let's talk. You're insane. Releasing the squirrels. I've told her this idea. She thinks that's funny. <laughs> Aww, yeah, yeah, she didn't say we're going to do that. But then, yeah. okay. What the fuck? I, like, when is this? Next week? Yes. There you go. Bibiani, propose to her Let's, now. let's, yeah. What you propose to the episode? Propose to the episode. Life. I propose Life. that I propose that you beat the shit out of these people next time you see them. Devin Bibiani has to say in closing this episode, and then that's when his mic falls off again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Sunk. He just, all Devin sees is if he proposed on. You know what? We've had people who met, uh, met on Geekscape yeah. and moved together. You know, like we've had all this. We've probably had a couple people that maybe get married or engaged. If you actually propose on Geekscape. That'd be fucking What's weird. What's up? You're, like, my, you're turning my relationship into a marketing ploy. You would need a better life if you did that. You know what? You could go, I mean, releasing squirrels, you'd have to up it. I mean, because yeah. Geekscape proposal would actually be pretty Release flying squirrels. Release the badges! <laughs> oh, wait, we, we, don't, we don't need that. Ian's punching them. <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts to Ian fighting animals. <laughs> that wedding would be fucking awesome. Ian's... Not. Ian's grabbing, like, grabbing them, and they're just exploding. Uh, Ian. Oh, that would be awesome. I was thinking. I was thinking. <laughs> Entire like, wedding was a, was was a fucking hologram. Last night at the wedding, we, I was joking about how I wanted the Ewok Village wedding, or I also wanted like a kiss themed wedding, and we were just making jokes with the people. Kissing. Yeah, we were making jokes with the people around the, the, the table. How I was like, she wouldn't let me do it because there, there would be pyrotechnics involved, and we'd have to wear makeup, and she didn't want to be the cat. Uh, and, and no one wants and, and to be thinking, the cat. I was like, "What is the worst possible?" You guys should talk about this on the forums. The worst possible theme for your wedding? I, I have human to, centipede too. No, I have to go with Braveheart. <laughs> like like Braveheart? Brave, Braveheart would actually be pretty bad. You're telling me Braveheart would be worse than Human Centipede too? Human Centipede too. Like, there'd have to be a third. Party. We give out like, the staple guns. Yeah. Oh, the bridesmaids come in in a line. One of them's pregnant. Yeah. And has to put the, exactly. the baby in the accelerator. Some, some people. We made a list of this on. on the Juggalo funeral is awful, well, yeah, but like, what about? But the... someone had a Shrek themed wedding. I saw that. Shrek. I saw... They were in England, right? Shrek. Yeah. Is this couple in England? Fucking yeah, I saw those Shrek. photos. Yeah. I can see the Star Wars, the Star Trek, all these things yeah. have huge cult followings, but the bride and groom, <coughs> who are you know very. Are you taking a nap? Dress? <laughs> I'm out. I'm fuck, fuck all y'all bitches. Bibiani's acting like. I want a Zathura themed themed wedding. Bibiani's like at, treating this episode like we're having like a, a theological conversation. Yeah. Viviani. Zardoz would be good, like a loincloth thing. Um, video games, are you still playing video games? I don't have much time anymore, but okay. yeah, I, I picked up Shadow and Colossus and Eco and HD, and that's really cool. I barely played into it, but I got that too. I have been playing, though, guys, NBA Jam on Fire Edition. I've been playing the shit out of it. Online, I've been playing it enough to know that the shove is basically the sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> like, 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 you know how the sawed-off shotgun yeah. pretty much destroys the fun for anybody in online gaming? Yeah. NBA Jam on Fire Edition, you catch the ball just fat, like enough to get shoved, and then have it stolen from you. And you're yeah. just sitting there going, okay. well, that was always it's just a race to getting shoved. It's just a race to getting shoved. That was, always, that was shoved. the whole thing with NBA Jam. Right. It was the whole, yeah, it was always that. You have to learn. isn't a real basketball movie. No, well, neither is bursting into flames and flying <laughs> across the street with a giant Bill Clinton head. But it would be point, badass if it point, was. Point, 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 bibs. Bill yeah. Clinton? Yeah. yeah. You see all the get like famous celebrity heads on that uh, shit. Remember I, that? I'm, in, I, I'm enjoying it. But I'm learning how to play online. I'm getting a little better at playing online, which pretty much means I'm getting better at being the first person to shove the other person. Which, I don't know yeah. if that's a game. 
but I'm, um, I'm yeah. giving it my best. If you've ever been in elementary school, yes, it is. <laughs> um, guys, that is our episode. We'd like to say thanks, Stephen Prescott in China. I hate this fucking piece of paper. Um, ah, there. And I, I need some of that, but there you go. Oh, but we'll see you guys next week, and in two weeks we'll see you guys at ZombieCon. And um, you can follow us on Facebook. I need a new notepad. Uh, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, YouTube. Just search for Geekscape. You'll find us. Uh, and you can catch William Bibiani on Crave Online, writing movie reviews, and with a new podcast uh, show. Uh, video. We have, show a, we, have a, we have a podcast and a show. Yeah. We have a yeah. B movies podcast. Find us on iTunes. And we have a new show called The Trailer Head. It should be coming out hopefully in two weeks. And that is what's going on here. Uh, we'll see you guys next week with a bunch more shit. All right. Thank you. For Matt, for Matt Kelly, thank you. Say, say goodbye. Hey. Go fuck all yourselves. And, 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 and. Okay. okay. Oh.